Welcome to AV Plus, the podcast from Commercial Integrator. I'm Adam Forziati, the web editor for CI. Now, usually right around the end of the month, like right now, uh, I would put out an episode that has like features featuring news roundups, previews of what's to come in the CI print issue, a featured project, that kind of thing. But since NSCA's Business and Leadership Conference, or BLC, is going on right now as I record this, I definitely wanted to include that in an episode. So for those who aren't familiar with that show, it's basically, and maybe the only, uh, AV trade show that isn't technical, right? It isn't about products. It isn't about, you know, matrix switchers and video walls or anything like that. It's just about business practices and how to run your AV business better. CI editors Tom LeBlanc and Craig McCormick are down there right now, and Tom's going to host this episode live from BLC 2019. Hope you learned something from the conversations he had down there. Now I'll pass it over to Tom. Whenever I catch up with David Smith of Lencore, I always like to talk about mass notification. It's an important topic that integrators should pay more attention to, and it seems like they're starting to with some content directly about it at BLC. I also asked David about his biggest takeaway from the BLC session so far. Mass notification, emergency communication, MNEC. It seems like it's taken a higher profile. It seems like NSCA definitely would like integrators to pay more attention to it, and it seems like a lot of integrators are paying more attention to it. Why do you think it's gotten a higher profile this year? And do you agree that it's something that even AV integrators ought to be paying attention to? Yeah, it's a great question. Um, I definitely think that we're seeing integrators really start adopting you know, systems and platforms that apply itself to mass notification. Um, obviously, we turn on the TV or you know, we pick up our phones and we're seeing more and more incidences occur you know, across the country. and. I think the value that the integrators are providing is something that you know Dennis Snow even highlighted. Um, He's the speaker from Disney, where you look to continually add more value to your customers. And so, as integrators bring other ways of communication um, forms during emergency events to those customers, they're really becoming that partner um, and. Uh, advocate for ultimately the systems that they want to provide and, and put into um, uh, put into use. Bruce Kaufman of Human Circuit is always an interesting guy to interview. I asked him about what strikes him about the session so far, and he had some interesting thoughts. Here we are at you know BLC uh, 2019. Been through about three sessions. Anything really kind of pop out at you? Well, I, th- I think as most of us have talked about, this is all the same information, but in maybe a different context as we move further into where the economy is, that type of thing. I think we have to remind ourselves of these things like customer experience um, and trends and that type of thing and, and really looking at a customer-focused uh, industry. And we just get busy. We get logged down with technical problems and technical innovation, and we sort of forget sometimes as a customer at the other end. So I think the idea uh, when Dennis Snow talks about uh, looking at your processes and how each step in a process actually affects the customer and focusing back on that to say how does this, how do our processes affect the customer positively or negatively is really, really critical. Of course, I wanted to talk to Chuck Wilson, executive director of NSCA, even though he's pulled in a million directions at the 21st annual Business and Leadership Conference. He took time to talk to me about a range of issues. Our big focus this year was on profitability, kind of the the thought that, you know, things are going well. Um, There's a lot of backlog. 
uh, integration firms are definitely feeling good about the momentum of their business, but your concern is that maybe they need to also pay a lot more attention to the profitability because when things do turn and inevitably they always they, do they do yeah, they, they always will do. they be profitable enough to survive and here we are at the BLC are there some things that you know they could be paying attention to to help with that sort of profitability focus oh I think so you know um, one thing and I think it was great the um, Chris Ford our commercial integrator you know integrator of the year talked about the devaluation of ourselves that we that we don't respect enough of what we do to command you know the the margins and the you know keeping the values high of what our our solutions are and everything and I think his message is is just right on it just doesn't make sense in for as busy as we are to be cutting margins to the point they are and especially in the corporate AV space so if you, if you saw you know some of our research it shows that by market and by technology type margins and profits are doing great it's just for some reason corporate AV is you know and maybe it's the you know the plug-and-play the hang-and-bang the small uh, huddle rooms and things like that maybe there there's just natural margin erosion and things that are simpler to do or easier to do or quicker or maybe the do-it-yourself mentality or something's getting in the way but for whatever reason we're busy as can be, but yet our margins are slipping in that one category. Yeah, and then, you know, there's a lot of breakout sessions at BLC and a lot of opportunities for people to, you know, not just pay attention to kind of the big picture strategy aspect of the event, but also there's some stuff that they can take back to their office oh, yeah. and improve their operations. Yeah, so we, we always talk about this uh, 1% better. You know, imagine, you know, in margins where they're as lean as they are right now is what if we can be 1% better in our pricing 1% better in our efficiency 1% better in our labor installation project management you know just look at every different division in the company and try to find efficiencies along the way that could stop those profit killers and start working towards becoming better in each category of the of the business itself and i i think that's some of the takeaways from here is you know the execution the you know looking at the people that we have looking at are our uh, rates that we're charging our clients keeping pace with the the rising cost of the labor and the benefits and all that kind of stuff just always being mindful that that we have more and more skilled people on our teams now higher price people and are we charging accordingly and again valuing ourselves appropriately for for what we do so you talk about like sort of the concept of you know getting one percent better in terms of for instance profitability but then the flip side is what if there are external forces that are making uh, you at least 1% um, worse, I guess, in terms of profitability. Yeah. And there's a lot of stuff on the table in terms of legislation that you guys are paying attention to. And it's almost like you're doing a call to action to NSCA yeah. members and, and the industry because you think that there's some stuff in terms of uh, proposed legislation in 2019 that can really impact some bottom lines out there, and you're making a big deal out of it at this point. Oh, yeah. Can yeah. you talk about that? Yeah, so we, we are calling to action our members. Uh, the board of directors met, and we approved a series of resolutions that really talk about what is our legislative agenda for 2019, and within that is what is our, um, you know, the guidance we're giving our members about licensure, all the codes and regulations. Uh, there's a lot of new standards. We're starting to see conflicting codes. So, you know, when an integrator is looking at a specification and they're looking at, 
okay, does that system really meet the code requirements and are we properly licensed to work on these kind of things? So what's going on right now, and it's led by two factors really. One is uh, power over ethernet, where we're actually uh, putting power up the, um, the twisted pair cable to get to these edge devices that, that you know, draw such limited uh, amount of wattage and energy to power them up is we're putting that, that voltage down that line in order to drive the, the signal to those. So when, when we get into that, we're starting to see voltage levels creeping up that are actually above what our exemptions are with our licensure, basically. So we have an exemption from being an electrical contractor to be able to do the technology on everything below 100 volts. And so some of the, the licensure challenges that we're seeing are getting, um, there's wording out there in these bills that say that our members wouldn't be able to work on anything above like 48 volts, which would include speaker circuits and, and the power over ethernet things. And so, so other adjacent industries are trying to gain market share by the regulatory capture move of trying to m modify our licensure and our license exemptions in certain states. So right now we're chasing over 100 bills in 35 different states on licensing modifications and then another I think over 100 uh, and plus the cybersecurity bills it's well over 100 bills that are really trying to change in the regulations about how we go about getting license how we get a permit to do the projects that we're on and stuff and it's really wreaking havoc with what our members you know with the majority of what their work is so we don't want to be we don't want to be regulated out of doing the work that we've been doing for all these years. Mm -hmm. and I think you know it's possible that a lot of folks in the audience don't really understand the extent to which NSCA no. um, spends a lot of time, you in particular I think, um, spend a lot of time you know researching this and, and fighting this on behalf of the industry and I know you don't want to, you know I, I know I know that's not a point that you want me to make but the point that I want you to make is what can integrators do to kind of help NSCA? Yeah well the big thing about that is is that we want to get engagement and activity, you know, the, the level of understanding from our members is wildly important that they pay attention to the bills in their state. Like this one in Maryland is, is uh, devastating for what our members would do if we'd not have caught the one in Utah, the one in Arizona, the one in Texas. I mean, it just goes on and on. And so, so far, if we find out about these bills and we, we track them, we have this amazing legislative tracking service that we use. But when we track those, we've got to get our members engaged and get them to these hearings, get them to be involved and engaged with the process so that we have more grassroots support of what our legislative stance is, what our stance is on licensure, on code compliance, and all the things that we have to do. So what, what's really going on here, Tom, is that the technology is, van is advancing um, and we're doing more things with integration and able to do some really cool stuff but the codes themselves don't often allow that to happen. Mm -hmm. So when we have a like a UL, we have to be UL listed for a certain technology or a certain product group, and that piece of equipment integrates to a non-UL certified device or something, or the the um, systems integrate to you know using a mobile device or something to be able to do like a school lockdown or something. That doesn't mean that that meets the UL standard or the NFPA code and things. So we're we're trying to build just build a heightened level of awareness to all of the codes so that our members don't get into trouble on a job 
by locating things in the wrong positions or not having the right cable pathways or redundant cable system or battery backup and all that and our and our education process is being accelerated by other industries trying to come in and rewrite these regulations right. that have that are have been in place for many years so we're and we did not see this coming at all so um, this just started um, about the second week in January when the legislatures, the state legislators got back into sessions and they had all sorts of bills that were popping up everywhere.